So we're going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and starting at verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. There are people going through really, really uh, difficult times uh, in our church. And whether you're the youngest here or whether you're the oldest here, there are always things that we wish we could change uh, about ourselves and about uh, our world. So the question is, where do we turn? What do we do? Well, we turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. See, Paul has been talking about how hard life has been, how there are so many things that every day can cause us to lose heart, to make us think, I can't go on anymore. But he doesn't give up. He tells us in verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart. And the question is, what happens? What is making him think that he isn't going to lose heart? And he tells us three things that we should do to keep going. He tells us to look at our heart. He tells us to look at the scales. And he tells us to look at what we cannot see. So he tells us first to look at our heart. Now, who would like to come and look at something scary? Obviously, it's Josie. I, I work for the church. It's in my contract that every time I do one of these services, Josie has to come on the platform. Right, are you ready, Josie? Are you, are you feeling brave? Come here, Josie. Are you ready? Come here. Are you feeling brave? This is really scary. Is, is, is Josie brave normally? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ready? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's not scary, is it? It's not scary at all. When we look... It's a mirror, by the way. I didn't just scare Josie. Thanks, Josie. You can come back in a minute. But, um, when we... Look at that. I can blind people. Look at this. What power. When we, when we look in the mirror, we see our outward appearance. If I look here, I can see that thin bit just there. And yeah, not look, we can see, can't we? And for some of us, we can see that we don't look what we used to look like. And sometimes that makes us sad because outwardly, we are wasting away. Now imagine that you had one of these that could show you what you look like on the inside. Now, I don't mean it could show you your heart and your lungs and your liver, because that would probably put you off your lunch like that moldy quiz did. But imagine that you could see what you're like, how patient you are, how loving you are, how kind you are at all times. And we'd look in the mirror and we'd think, mm, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know. You see, actually, looking in the mirror that shows us our insides when we don't know Jesus is a scary thing. It is, because we see what we're like. That when nobody's around, we might take something that's not ours. Or when nobody's around, we might do something that other people wouldn't like if they knew about it. And all of us, at some point, have had that bit inside of us that says no to God. But here's what this verse says that is amazing. It says, though outwardly we are wasting away, we can see how we're not what we used to be. Inwardly, we're being renewed. That means made new. So for a Christian, the first reason that we don't lose heart is that we look inside and we can see Jesus 
at work. Now, children, you should be able to look back and see photographs of you when you were younger, and you can see how you're growing and getting bigger and getting older. If we're Christians, we should be able to look back and say, I wasn't as much like Jesus as I am now. But pretty soon, I'm going to be more like Jesus, and that's really exciting. What does Jesus want for your life? His biggest goal for your plan is not to make you rich, not to make you healthy, not to make you successful or powerful or be well-known on the internet. His goal is to make you more like Jesus. And as we look inside, we can see that we've been made more like Jesus. How do we not lose heart? We look inside and we see that Jesus is working in our lives. We look at our hearts. But secondly, we look at the scales. Oh, that's what that thing is in the corner. Um, Beth, Esther, would you mind bringing that onto the platform? Thank you. It's really important that when we look at our lives, we get things, careful Beth, in the right balance. There are things, thank you, there are things that cause us to lose heart. Things that when we look at it, it just, it just breaks our heart and causes us to think that we can't keep going. And it's important that we're focusing on things that make our hearts feel right again. Oh, no. Oh, that's not going well. Uh, it might be on my desk. Just um, bits of paper, things wrapped up. That's annoying. So there are things, those things that you were thinking of earlier, those people and those situations, that's two of them, that'll do. Thanks, Beth. Oh, there they are. Should we see how long we can keep Ruth looking around the building? <laughs> I think it might be downstairs. <laughs> Actually, I think I left him at home. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Beth. I want you to think about the person that you were praying for, the situation that you were praying for. How could you, how could you sum it up in one word? Just call out a word to do with some of the suffering that you're thinking about. Despair. Despair. Okay. So, dis- hang on, no, I can't write that quick. So, despair, <laughs> we know despair in our lives, and it causes us to lose heart. What was, it? What was that, Sharon? Pain. That's right. Things hurt, don't they? And there's emotional pain or mental pain, and that goes down again. Maranatha. Rejection. That's a great word. I mean, it's not, but you know what I mean. Really helpful word. Rejection, when people want to say goodbye to us and kick us out of the way, and it, and it isn't quite as heavy as I thought it was. Um, but he gets us down. Something else. Yeah. Sorry? But, but yeah, you're right. But a lack of peace, because we're looking at those things that get us down. A lack of peace, that's really helpful. Thank you. So a lack of peace, and that goes in. And that gets us down as well. And then unloved. Unloved. And all of these things, they come and they weigh us down. And we think we get to the bottom, but then more things come in. And let's go, let's go all in. And people die, and that's awful. And we look at our lives and we think, the things that weigh me down, the things that get my heart broken, that cause me to lose heart, they far outweigh everything else. And you think, the thing that we do is that we try and find answers in good things, but not the right things. So in the midst of all of these things, we think, okay, well, maybe, maybe others will help. And so... We get ourselves around lots of good people, and that's fantastic, and that's brilliant. And we think, oh, if I get lots of people around me, 
that would be good. Didn't really help. Other people are good things. They're gifts from God. But if that's our biggest hope, it's not going to help because they will go. And they may disappoint. And in the end, they're in the same boat as we are. What else could it be? Well, it could be that everything will be fine on earth, that we'll get the healing that we want if we're not well. But Jesus never promised that. He never promised that you would always be well. He never promised that in every situation you would be well. And so if our biggest hope is in healing, it's not going to do very well. Maybe it's that we would have some of those things we're thinking of earlier. Maybe it's that we will have um, power or that we'll have wealth or that we'll have loads of things that our world says will bring us the peace uh, that Jeff was talking about. And we put that in. It doesn't make a difference. You see, all of these things really are not going to help. We need something that is heavy. What does Paul say in the next verse? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal weight of glory that far outweighs them all. Paul uses a word that's full of weight. It's a word called glory. And he says that when you compare what's in there with glory, you've got to look at the scales. You've got to look at the scales. So the big question is, what is the glory? Listen to this. This is what Paul says back in verse 14. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. What is it that makes this bit so heavy? God is so powerful, he brought Jesus back from the dead. That is amazing, just on its own, that Jesus was dead and then God brought him back to the life. What that verse says is that he's going to do it with us. That those people who trust Jesus dying will be like having a long sleep. And you will then be raised with Jesus. But not just that. Anybody know, husbands, I'm looking at you, what's happening on Tuesday? What special day is Tuesday? Tuesday is, I think, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a day of commercialism. No, it's a day of love. It's a day of love, and it's a day where, in some houses, gifts are given to show love. This verse tells us, in verse 14, that God gives a love gift to himself, because he says, raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. If you are following God, if you're following Jesus, you are part of his love gift to himself. How do you keep going? You realize how much God loves you, that he has got this future planned where you will be raised and all of your suffering, everything in here, will be at an end. That's the glory that is to come. That's what keeps us going. So we fix our eyes on our hearts, on the inside, on what Jesus is doing in our lives. We fix our, our eyes on the scales to see what is happening, present and in the future. And then finally, we fix our eyes on what we can't see. Look at that last verse. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, 
from what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is seen is eternal. It sounds really hard, doesn't it? How can you look at something that you can't see? You say, right, everybody, now, look at Australia. You're like, I, I, I can't. I, I can't see Australia. How can I look? At, it might be that way. It might be that. Maybe it's every way, because we live on a globe. Um, but we can't see. We can't look at what we can't see. So what does Paul mean about fixing our eyes on what we can't see rather than what we can see? He's talking about things that make a difference eternally. He's saying that in the midst of all of our suffering, in the midst of what is to come, we focus on that which gives us strength. We focus upon the cross. Because at the cross, we see Jesus taking all of that suffering, everything upon himself, all of the brokenness of our world, the brokenness of our hearts, from the massive big things like earthquakes and volcanoes, to the things that seem really big in our lives but affect just a smaller group of people, all of them nailed to the cross as Jesus took upon himself the key thing that makes all of the brokenness a reality, the brokenness in our hearts, the sin in each and every one of us. How do we know that what we can't see is certain because of what we can see? And so each and every day, we come to the cross. We see the cross. We ask our mom and dad why the cross is so important. You know, little ones who are here with their parents, I have to say I'm in the same boat as you today because I'm here with my uh, parents. I did think about getting my dad up on the platform to talk about how I'm wasting away, but I thought it'd be mean. So I thought I'd tell you a different story about my dad in that my dad taught me to ride a bike. Now, the reason that my dad has got some gray hair is because I'm his son. And he was trying to teach me to ride the bike. But I kept, as he took the stabilizers off, I would just go round and round in circles until the circles got smaller and smaller, and I fell off. And he was thinking, what on earth am I raising here? I mean, seriously. We must do better, which is why they've got my younger sister. But eventually, I think through the help of someone else who was in the park, he said, as your son starts going on his bike, get him to look at that tree in the distance. And so we set off, and Dad held onto the bike, and I looked at the tree in the distance and pedaled like the clappers, and eventually Dad let go of the bike, and I didn't go round and round and round and round in circles. I went straight and hit the tree. No, I didn't hit the tree. <laughs> what was the problem? The problem was, as I was riding the bike, I was looking down, and I was going smaller and smaller and smaller, and then falling off the bike. I was losing heart. What did I do when I looked at the tree? I was looking at where I was going. This moment that we're talking about happened 2,000 years ago. I mean, two hours ago seems like a long time. 2,000 years ago. And yet, it shows us where we're going. It shows us that glory, that eternal hope, that just as Jesus was raised from the dead, so we will be raised from the dead, and just as Jesus is loved by his Father, so we will be given to God as a gift of love. That's how we don't lose hearts. Because we know that the best days are always ahead. We look in our hearts and we see the work that Jesus is doing. We look at the scales and we see the difference that the future makes. And we look at the cross. And it helps us to see what is unseen in the future. So next time you're looking in a mirror, maybe you're brushing your teeth or brushing your hair, trying to work out whether you should get an implant. 
Next time you're looking in the mirror, just think, what is Jesus doing in my heart? Next time, maybe you're cooking and you've maybe got some digital scales rather than one of these. Um, just think, is what is happening now, is the future bigger than that and weightier than that? And every day, think about the cross, the difference that it makes that Jesus died and rose again. Everything we need, we find here. And that outweighs everything. Let me pray. Our great God and heavenly Father, we thank you that in Jesus you have done everything to mean that we can keep going. There's so much in our world that causes us to lose heart, so much in our own lives that causes us to lose heart. And yet thank you that for those who are following and trusting Jesus, there is an eternal weight of glory. Father, I pray that all of us would fix our eyes on what is unseen, fix our eyes upon Jesus, upon the great hope that we have, that we will be raised in him, that we will have our eyes lifted up from the gloom and to the glory of Jesus. Father, I pray for everybody here, from the youngest to the oldest, that they may know that Jesus is all that they need. And Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters here who are really suffering, who are going through the worst times in their lives. Father, may they not lose heart. And may they keep their eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen.